Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hi, this is Dr. Andy Barlow with the Chiropractic Physician Center of Tupelo and author of the number one best-selling book, The Code Breaker. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Then call my office at 662-844-1414 and order my new book, The Code Breaker. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to News Mississippi. A lot of conservatives are disappointed that Trump didn't get reelected, but Mississippi Senator Chris McDaniel says things aren't as bad as they seem. We have no intention of allowing the government or the country to go down a leftward track that threatens our future prosperity and our children's future prosperity. McDaniel says he recognizes that people are angry. And he is, too. The dysfunctional nature of Congress has created an environment whereby people don't feel like they're being heard. If people don't feel like they're being heard, naturally, the anger escalates. And evidently, it's escalating on both sides. And the FBI has warned all state capitals to be prepared for possible protests leading up to the inauguration. Mississippi's Public Safety Commissioner Sean Tindall says they're monitoring the situation. As far as Mississippi's capital here in Jackson, that there is not a significant threat towards the capital. If you want to protest and you want to protest peacefully, we're here not only to protect the community, but also to protect your First Amendment right to protest. Andy Davis, News, Mississippi. Honey, are you sure you don't need to call Mississippi 811 before you dig the post holes? I'm just going down a foot or two. It's really not digging. Okay, but I'm just saying. Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Digging post holes? You'll need to call Mississippi 811 two days before you dig to prevent you from hitting things like underground electric wires. <laughs> Honey, our electricity just died. Call 811 two days before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. Your business may not be a Fortune 500 company yet. You've worked hard to grow your business to where it is today, but are the manual processes that worked when you were smaller now eating into your man hours? As an iSolve network provider, MWG Employer Services can help you save time and money by streamlining the processes of administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits, as well as training your personnel to efficiently manage your human capital through one platform. Want to find out more? Visit MWGEmployerServices.com. From the very beginning, uh, they came out with this message, resist. And they've resisted for four years. Former Mississippi Senator Trent Lott says Democrats should share in the responsibility for inciting violence and creating a political divide among voters, as well as other factors like a biased mainstream media and social media. I didn't approve of uh, the way uh, Trump used Twitter. In fact, one time I got a call from a White House guy that, and worked for me and wanted to know if I would be willing to come into the administration in some position. And I said, well, uh, uh, Rick, yes, I would, uh, with one condition. He said, what's the condition? I said, I will be in charge of tweets. And there are over 11,000 registered sex offenders in Mississippi. Lieutenant Colonel Lee Morrison with MBI says there are over 400 who are non-compliant. When you abscond, that that tells us a red flag goes up that you don't want us to know your whereabouts. This responsibility falls on the sheriffs across the state. Andy Davis, News, Mississippi. With Sports Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. Basketball action today finds Georgia at Ole Miss in the pavilion. 11 o'clock will be the tip-off there, 10.30 airtime on the Ole Miss Basketball Network. Georgia still looking for their first conference win. Ole Miss looking to break a two-game losing skid. The Florida Gators will be at... Mississippi State this afternoon in the Humphrey Coliseum, 3 o'clock tip-off, 2.30 airtime on the MSU Basketball Network this afternoon. Florida coming off the win over Ole Miss. Mississippi State coming off the loss to Texas A&M. Other action, Missouri will be at Texas A&M. 
Kentucky at Auburn, Arkansas at Alabama, Vanderbilt at Tennessee. The midweek game was canceled because of COVID. This is the game that was scheduled for this Saturday at Tennessee. South Carolina will be at LSU. The Southern Miss Golden Eagles are at home this weekend, taking on Middle Tennessee this afternoon in the Red Green Coliseum. This is Sports Mississippi. This is Jake Mangum, all-time hits leader in the SEC. Two of the best decisions I've ever made were Mississippi State and Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance. Both teams have supported me through thick and thin. Even though my college playing days are over, I'm excited to be a part of the Farm Bureau team. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Do you ever feel like you are in the dark? Well, with a propane generator, you'll never be in the dark again, at least when the lights go out. Enjoy the comfort and safety of knowing you have a propane generator always ready when the electricity goes out. Propane generators assure you will always have power. Propane-fueled, clean cooking. Hot water on demand, warm and consistent heat and power when you need it most. Why would you choose anything else? Propane, clean American energy. Visit MSPropane.com today. The NFL playoffs today from the L.A. Rams taking on the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau. That's a 3.30 kickoff today. For the Rams, Cam Akers will be leading the way as he did last week. For the Packers, linebacker Preston Smith, safety Will Redmond, and long snapper Hunter Bradley from Mississippi State on the Packers roster. The Baltimore Ravens will take on the Buffalo Bills tonight at 8 o'clock. And for the Bills, Dawson Knox tied in out of Ole Miss, who scored the first touchdown for Buffalo last week. For the Ravens, linebacker Pernell McAfee from Mississippi State on the Ravens roster. Then on Sunday, the Cleveland Browns take on the Kansas City Chiefs at Kansas City. For the Browns, Javon Patterson, offensive lineman at Ole Miss, is listed on the Browns roster. Kansas City Chiefs have Chris Jones, defensive tackle, and Willie Gay, linebacker from Mississippi State, on their roster. And then Sunday night, Tampa Bay takes on the New Orleans Saints for the third time this season. 5.30 will be the kickoff on that one as the Saints try to beat Tampa Bay and Tom Brady for the third time this season. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Sports Mississippi. to Weekend Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, 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 hello. Wowie zowie. Is it Saturday already? Whew. How many weeks are there in January? 14, 15? I'm not really sure, but I'm glad to be here. I'll say that for you. And I'm so happy that you're here. You know, they, they let me come in. They let me sit at the microphone. They let me talk. On the other hand, if you're not there to listen, to call, to interact, to give me thoughts and ideas and, well, garden questions to answer, I don't think I'd be here very long. Welcome into Weekend Gardening. My name's Nellie Neal. I'm known as the Garden Mama. And it is my great pleasure and a tremendous privilege to be here with this microphone for you on Saturdays. And if you're listening to the rebroadcast on Sunday, and if you're downloading my voice in the on-demand at supertalk.fm, I appreciate it so very, very much. We had uh, to shake someone out of bed this morning, not me personally, of course. But Rhino, thank you for coming in today. Raleigh's um, out of town. He'll be back. Howdy, howdy. But it's uh, it's nice to see you at, at an early hour or at all. 
It's good to be here. Your beard is looking really very, very terrific. You're going to have to turn the camera around at some point today so that folks can see um, how, how magnificent you look. This, it's a bit bushy. This is the winter beard. Oh, yeah. This is the importance of, you know, trying to stay warm. This is when many of us put on hats and wish that we had more to wrap around us. Uh, it was chilly this morning, but... As happens in this part of the world, the garden forecast goes like this. It's cold, it'll be warm, then it'll be warm, then it'll rain, then it'll get cold again. That's why it's winter. Guess what? A lot of people don't have that luxury. So I will be out thinning carrots and covering them back up again. Yes, I do use cloches on in, in, in the salad table particularly, but also in other parts of the garden. Um, I'll be chasing cats around. There's... <clears throat> excavations of tulip bulbs going on so i predict that's the squirrels they're going to have to have a word from me it won't be a pleasant word but i won't use it here either what's on your mind what's going on in your garden triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven that is the super talk call line always available to you when i am here and of course the ceasefire text line you are so fortunate friends because Rhino knows which buttons to push and where to go because it's working. Indeed. Welcome in. Um, it does help to have more than one browser, but I, I tend to, I tend to go very linearly. <laughs> Not and not explore too much. That's the safe route. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta get off the beaten path. Um, I, I I did in fact on my laptop at home, which is well older than it should be. Um, I, I downloaded a different antivirus. And, oh, my goodness, at the things that were going on in that computer. <laughs> Good grief. But it's better now, and it's going to get even better. I hope that you are interested in what to do in the garden, but I hope you're also interested in telling me what your dreams are for your garden year this year. Um, I, of course, always want to grow more and don't don't necessarily have the space or the energy to produce as much flowers and food and bounty as I would like, but... I got to tell you, I got a couple of shrubs that I really need to get dug up. So if you happen to be looking for some shrubs, you might want to send me a text. We might could get together. I'm not going to dig them up, but I would sure get rid of them. That's for true. Anna's in Oxford this morning. Welcome in, dear. How cold is it there? Uh, about 40. Oh, that's not bad at all. No, no. And uh, we were meant to have rain the other night, but it didn't happen. So mm. I'm pleased about that. Well, I got yours. <laughs> so thank you. Uh, well, this is not a question. This is an observation, a phenomenon. Um, I noticed on the paper bush mm-hmm. uh, in the fall, the uh, leaves hadn't dropped yet. Then they started to drop, and then some smaller leaves came out. Mm-hmm. And then the other day I was looking at my azaleas, and I noticed their leaves have become very small. And I'm wondering if this is something that plants do to... I know, minimize heat loss or something, because obviously the leaves are bulked up with water. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. have you noticed something like this? Sometimes I will see this particular phenomenon, um, for example, on raphiolepsis, on Indian hawthorn. Uh-huh. You'll look at them, they've bloomed, they've buried, they've been cut back, they've grown just fine for the year, and then it gets to be winter, and suddenly they put on little teeny tiny leaves on top of where there shouldn't be any, you wouldn't think. That, yeah, that's right. And, yeah. and those are not, they, they don't drop their leaves, but in both cases, it, it does seem to me that what we're looking at is literally just a shift. In other words, 
if if the weather got cool and stayed that way and went consistently, we actually had the season, you know, where it didn't warm up again, they probably would just either lose their leaves or sit there with their evergreen nature and be perfectly happy. But because we have these opportunities for growth and the right conditions at odd times, they try. And that's you know, it's the same reason we put tulips in the refrigerator in the fall. If we planted them in the fall, even if they had been pre-chilled, they're likely to pop up one week and be three-inch stems, you know, because they would come up and just do their thing that quickly. So that's part of the reason for that. But we also have, I think, um, the the intense desire of plants to grow that we just don't always think about until we see something like that. It's going to try to grow every time it can. That's another reason we don't fertilize in late summer. Everything's going to try to grow whenever it can, but we don't necessarily want to encourage it. Yeah. Well, I thought it was an interesting phenomenon. Oh, yeah, and it's cute. It's real. It's one of those things that if you are cutting for the vase, that's one of the things that I like to look out for. I, I look out for the oddballs. I look out for green berries as opposed to the ones that have turned red. Oh, you know, well, we've had a lot of red berries just, this uh, year. Well, and yeah. it's it's about time to prune those again, speaking of this oh, time. Oh, I don't year. know. They look so nice on the bush. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> All depends on how your birds feel about it. Uh, yeah, well, right now I'm waiting for those um, the wax wings to come through. And they oh, come yeah. Again. Yeah, they'll yeah, help well, a lot. When do they come through? You know, I don't know in Oxford. I, I'm, I'm not that good. Ken Hackman's the only one that can tell me down to the... Literally, they punch in at his, on his time clock, you know. <laughs> and they, well, I might add also, um, I managed to save uh, two buckeyes. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no animals got them, and I planted them, and they have actually given me little tiny shoots. That's wonderful. I thought about you this week, as a matter of fact, Anna. I'm glad you reminded me. I was cleaning out um, some you know everything gets half frozen and so you don't necessarily go cut it back but then when it finally gets completely frozen you do and i was working on um a a black magic elephant ear in a container on my front porch and when i looked in i realized that the buckeye seeds that i had stuck in there have sprouted and i was so surprised because i'd not seen them as long as the the leaves of the elephant ear were you know big and bold there wasn't any reason for that little sprout to be showing but i thought well Well, i better not pull that up i've got a tree here (laughs) well i put um mine's in a pot and i put a cover on it because i don't want the squirrels get in there and start eating them i know they will too me once before when i had some um sweet chestnuts so Mm -hmm, i thought mm -hmm. well they sure will protect them and and there they are (laughs) it's wonderful to hear your voice on this chilly morning that's going to turn into an absolutely gorgeous day by the way i think we got a few good days coming for gardening oh well i can finish my raking then Oh, you are so industrious, Anna. <laughs> I wish I was. Thanks for calling. Have a great weekend. <laughs> you know, I was looking out there yesterday. This is, this is, if you listen to this program frequently, you know that my neighbor has a pine tree on one side. The neighbor on the other side has a crepe myrtle. And both of those things invade my front yard frequently. The, right now, it's the depth of pine needles. And I, you know, okay, if I would go rake them, I do have somewhere I can put them, but I don't use them for mulch very much. I, I use them to put around things, but I don't, I prefer a ground bark mulch because then when it decomposes, I can work it into the bed. But there we have, you know, the, the good old, good old fashioned pine needles falling all over the place. The neighbor's crepe myrtle, of course, has come up in the beds at, in, in my front yard to the point where I would, actually like to set the whole business on fire but i live in the city and you can't do that james is sending in beautiful flowers today 
Um, thank you so very much. That's a lovely azalea. And yes, we do have crazy things in bloom, don't we? No question. I'm, I've been, uh, I've been watching my really, really nice, oh, pretty mum too. I've been watching my ornamental grasses go to seed. Um, and that's a, that's really the biggest thing on the pruning palette this month, except for crepe myrtles. Do you want to talk about crepe myrtles? We can talk about crepe myrtles if you want to. I just don't know. I just don't know. Oh, this is an interesting question. Um, Philip is texting in Agricola and is saying to us that he wants to reclaim a vegetable garden. Isn't that familiar? How many times have we had something that we just had to let go of and went back in the next year and looked to see what was still there? Got a lot of soil tests done going with that. Um, he's putting wire up around the garden. Any other suggestions to keep the chickens out? That's really the best one, and sometimes it takes hardware cloth as opposed to just simple, you know, in other words, something sturdier at times um, to keep them out. There are also, I don't, I don't know how your, I don't know how your birds feel about these things, but there also are other schemes, and that's in, in the British sense of that, which is a very positive thing, where you provide them with some happiness of, in some form of other food on the other side of your yard to try to keep them over that way. But the fence is going to be the best way. And it, it, it does work to a certain extent. The, um, the bunnies I can't really do anything about. Uh, after the story of the scotch hares, um, last week, you know, this is one of the problems that I hate to bring them to you, but I have to. Somebody's got to tell you this stuff. The, for the last three years, the scotch hares in, that's in Scotland have got their timing wrong because the climate has changed. And so they're still in brown fur when the white snow comes. And sometimes in the spring, they're still in the white, which is even more of a target. They don't, they're not getting, they're, they've got, they're out of sync. And so their population is changing. And it's one of those things that you just have to consider. You know, you have to look at what your, how things are going to work and whether they're going to continue to work. Hmm. Maybe that's why my shrubs are overgrown, but it does bring you directly to, what those bunnies are all about people y'all are so funny the things you pick up on i just love it i got three different emails this week mama on air at yahoo.com about the fact that they think that the scotch hair is the bunny that was in mr mcgregor's garden now i'm not sure one person told me that the other person told me that and then said and you know that they are the most hunted hair in scotland which <laughs> those two things may be related we don't know but in fact, that's possible. And now we always we always think of what we know. We think of bunnies. You know, maybe that's a little cute little white bunny that was um, in the picture. Certainly, that you see of Mr. McGregor's garden. These are not six pound hairs with big ears like the Scotch hairs are. <laughs> so sometimes we have to rethink how we're in imagining things. I like the idea. By the way, if you don't know paper bush, um, by the way, go go get yourself a picture. Because I, it's hard for me to describe it to you other than to say it has gray stems. And then almost before anything else, it's around the witch hazel and quince, flowering quince time. Paper bush will then turn about and make beautiful, beautiful yellow flowers that are in clusters and hang down. And they are killer beautiful. <laughs> are those the, the yellow and white ones that have a very distinct kind of 
pattern to them? They do, yeah. Okay. And they hang like this. Oh, they hang yeah. upside down. They're really nice. It's a beautiful plant. One that we don't, it's not that easy to propagate. So when it gets to the nursery, it's not cheap. <laughs> but that's okay. Every now and then you got to invest in something that's just that much different. From Dresden, friends, neuroscientists are telling us, and as as someone that is devoted to the art of listening as well as talking, neuroscientists are letting us know that the entire auditory pathway, that is to say, everything you hear, actually represents sounds that you expect to hear. What? Mm-hmm. That's right. Humans really do depend on our senses. If you If you take my glasses away, and sometimes by the end of the day I feel like you have because... My cataracts are kind of furry. No, they're not bad enough to take. Well, they are. I could have one of them taken off. But it's not that bad most of the time. However, by the time I'm tired and if I have typed all day and, you know, had had busy work, that kind of thing, I have to hear. I have to listen harder. It's just one of those funny phenomenons. But how do they actually represent all of those senses. If if I smell freshly mowed lawn grass and rhino smells it, are we smelling the same thing? Are we smelling how the grass smells or are we smelling what we remember smelling it before? Hmm. Maybe that's why your mom or your dad's recipes always smell and taste better than any that you get in a restaurant because you're accustomed to that experience both visually and sensorily. Okay. So Is that's that why the, you turn the radio down when you're looking for a house number? Probably, yes. <laughs> Frighteningly, but yes. I have to I have done that. Everybody has done that. And don't tell me it's because we want to listen to the GPS because we were doing that before there was a GPS in the car. <laughs> but I love this. We, it's another piece of work into the cerebral cortex, that part of your brain that holds so much of understanding of how things work in our brains. And in this case, it's the auditory pathway. You hear what you expect to hear. Hmm. Now, that has both comfort and frightening implications. <laughs> the new results, of course, that this is this has not been studied before, but it, it's the idea. If you look, if you jump into the the new world, if you take this old brain idea and, and jump into the new world, it's actually sort of a predictive coding thing. And for those of you who don't like me to talk about AI, I'm sorry, but it's here and it's fascinating. That's how AI develops its algorithms. That's how come when I put on my music streaming service, it'll go to the end of my playlist and say, do you want to continue? It's not going to replay my playlist. It's going to put other stuff in that goes into that algorithm. Well, yeah, I like that. (laughs) I don't have to make my own mixtapes anymore. So I'm very fond of that. (laughs) So this is the same kind of thing. Perhaps, you know, because we are subjective creatures we we understand things as as they're coming at us but there's also all of that memory there's also all of the things that come into our expectations so it could be that as they understand the way these things work it, it could be that we will be able to get more in our teaching abilities to kind of break through that because sometimes we do need to present new information <laughs> it feels like that's evolutionary to a certain extent so. where it, it it sped up reaction time that was necessary for survival yes. at one point. Yes, at some point you had to do this. You had to just stick your, you know, go stick on the path and get there. But we got a little bit more to consider now. 
I think about this in terms of that that thing that your mama cooked that you really like to eat, the fried chicken that your daddy made. May not be good for us. We might need to realter how we're doing these things. Develop new smells, develop new visions, develop yeah, new words. Hmm, something to think about. There's a couple of words I'm interested in today. What are you into today? Give me a holler. Send me a text. I'm Garden Mama, and this is Weekend Gardening. Before you dig or drive stakes in the ground, call 811 or you might hit. Man, I can't wait to hang up my team mascot. <laughs> An electric line or a gas line. Tents gone. Yeah, driving stakes. Call Mississippi 811 two days before pounding. It may keep you out of the. Don't worry, honey, the doghouse is just fine. There's room for both of us in here. Call 811 two days before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. Your business may be classified as small to mid-size, but you view it as an empire and naturally want it to succeed. Do you have the proper tools in place to efficiently utilize the staff who handles administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits? Without changing current processes and proper training, payroll technology alone cannot solve these problems. By utilizing the iSolve platform, MWG Employer Services can create new processes and properly train your staff to maximize the efficiency of this technology. For more information, visit MWG Employer Services. This hour of weekend gardening is brought to you locally in part by the Tractor Store, your Mahindra dealer on Highway 49 South in Richland. The Tractor Store is proud to sell Mahindra, the world's number one tractor. The Tractor Store, your farm and lawn equipment destination. I'm Dr. Andrea Russo, a cardiologist. Maybe you're waiting to talk to your doctor right now. But if you're having an irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, or lightheadedness, don't wait. This could be a serious condition like atrial fibrillation, which can make you about five times more likely to have a stroke. If you're having these symptoms, don't wait. Talk to a doctor by phone, online, or in person. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at The Range in Gluckstadt, Mississippi's newest gun store with indoor range, firearms training center, and full-service gunsmithing department. Right now, we're offering special pricing on individual, couples, and family memberships. We're so sure you will enjoy a membership and the exclusive benefits that our members enjoy that we don't even ask you to sign a contract. Come browse our huge selection of guns and accessories or look into signing up for one of our many firearms training classes. The Range by Jimmy Primos, just off I-55 at the Gluckstadt exit. If your vehicle is ever damaged in a collision, please listen carefully. At Clinton Body Shop, we are OEM factory certified with more than 20 national and international manufacturers. In fact, we are Central Mississippi's only Volvo certified auto body repair shop, and we are the first BMW certified independent repair facility in the southern region. And our Richland location is Mississippi's only Subaru certified repair facility. Look, if some of the most prestigious automakers in the world certify Clinton, Body Shop, shouldn't you choose them for your repair? Clinton Body Shop in Clinton and Richland. Certified by the company that made your car to repair your car with OEM factory parts. 
Go to ClintonBodyShop.com. It's about your family's safety and your car's value. That's ClintonBodyShop.com. The best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Hi, I'm John Albritton. If your diamond seems smaller today than yesterday, trade it for a larger stone at Albritton's. Our certified gemologist will give you a generous, no-obligation appraisal of your diamond, which can be applied to your new selection. Whether you choose to remount your existing stone or simply trade it, you'll get the most diamond value at Albritton's. Quality and value go hand in hand at Albritton's. Albritton's Jewelers. I've just figured out that's the beard you have. Do you know this band? This is Canned Heat. I know the band. Well, the ba- the guy's name is Bear, and there's a reason for that. <laughs> <laughs> then that's why I like your beard. <laughs> and yes, you were not even a gleam in your father's eye when I first saw Canned Heat play this song. <laughs> but that's the good news. The ones at... at you know, God bless his rest his soul. Dick Clark always said, it's got a good beat. You can dance to it. You're going to listen to it. <laughs> Ken Heat always had a slightly different take on stuff from other rock and roll bands. And that's probably why they still are interesting to me today. I am the Garden Mama. What's going on in your garden today? A couple of interesting things coming in on the C Spire text line, 601-879-4395. Uh, John, everything just t- Tallahatchie just looks beautiful. Snow or not, it's just lovely. Beautiful, beautiful up there, um, over there, in there. I don't even know exactly what what direction I should call that. We always try not to do north and south because here in our state, particularly, which is a large geographic state, it, it ends up leading to geographic bigotry. And if you don't know that term, pay attention. <laughs> that's why. That's why I don't really. I was invited to go to the coast this week, and I, I was invited to go to Hernando. And I have to make a choice because they're so far apart, <laughs> and it'll be six months before I can do either one. So, <laughs> no, we're not going to talk about vaccines. I will tell you, because people have asked me, are you going to do that, Mama? Yes, I'm going to do that. And no, I don't take every shot that anybody offers me. But this one, yeah. Yeah. This one, yeah. Andrea's in Madison. Um, she's going to make a new bed for seeds. Oh, thank you very much. She used my link to Renee's Garden Seeds. If you'd like that, send me a note, Mama on Air at yahoo.com. She's got a mantis to break up the dirt, and she wants to know um, what to add to it. The seeds will have the best chance of survival. Okay, great. It does kind of depend on what you're growing, but 
in general, and I'm going to go with flowers and annual vegetables. Okay, I'm I'm figuring you're not you you get that's the sort of seed you'd probably be getting from Renee. The main thing you need to worry about in a, a new garden bed in our part of the world is drainage. You can always add more amendments, but if the thing doesn't drain to start with, you're going to have to make it drain. So go out before this next big, we're going to have a good big rain in Madison County the end of next week. Before that happens, go where you want this soil to be, where you want this bed to be rather, and dig a hole about the size of a classic coffee can. And let that fill up with water, or you can do it with a hose, but a lot of people just wait for the rain because it's easier. Go out after it rains. If it doesn't, or after you fill it up with a hose, if it doesn't drain away in 45 minutes, you really have got a wet bed. If it doesn't drain away in 15 minutes, not so bad, okay? If it drains away instantly, then you've also got a problem because you have no no holding capacity at all. And, yes, you will find that in Waveland, for example, you know, as opposed to the other direction in Hernando. So th- this is part of knowing where you are. You'll figure that part out. If grass has grown on that site or any kind of, you know, weeds, it's in the sun, you're going to grow these things in, in a nice sunny spot. If anything has grown there at all, the drainage is the only thing you really need to test because it will grow something for at least a year. After that, you'll probably want to do a soil test and, and you may do it. You may want to do that now if nothing is growing there. But in my opinion, the, the best thing to do is to mark off the area that you're going to create the bed in and then go to the, go and get three things, a bag or how many, however many bags of composted manure it will take and however many bags of ground bark or ground soil conditioner made by the folks at Philip Bark Processing. You can get all of this. In, in, you're in Madison. You can get it all at Lakeland or, or probably at other places, too. Um, these are the products, and, and you're also going to want one other material. Might be sharp sand, uh, might be a slightly bigger bark, something like that. If you have the average drainage that we have in this part of the world, you're going to need to improve the soil. So what you're going to do is lay that out, get these amendments, and basically take a shovel's depth of the soil that's there and add that to about four inches of mixed organic matters that you're going to lay in there. Then you're also got to have one more thing, and that's ground lime, horticultural lime, garden lime. Put that in there. Mix all this up. You end up with something that looks kind of like a loaf of bread, you know, rounded on the edges. And let that sit. You'll be ready to plant when your seeds are ready to transplant or when it's warm enough to put them out into the garden. One thing I left out that I would also do, you will read. This is probably my best example of why not to do everything that the internet tells you to do there as if there wasn't a million reasons not to do what the internet tells you to do. But one of the reasons is because you'll read something that's written for Ohio or Massachusetts or even Canada. And it'll say, turn that grass over. It'll be a good nutrient for you in, you know, when in six months when it rots, let me tell you something, you turn that grass over that's presently there, you're going to have grass. It's going to come right back up. So scrape that off first. You can do it with a weed eater. You can do it with a sharp spade. You can, you know, pull it all out, however you want to do it. Just get rid of that stuff because that's it. You're always going to have weeds. <laughs> Guess what? It's a garden. But you're, you are going to have many, many fewer if you will get the, the green surface off before you dig first. The reason that I like to use the native soil, some people will say, oh, just build a raised bed. Just put it on top and go get some planting soil and dump it in there. Well, you can do that. But I want a bed, frankly, that's like the beds I have that are 
more than 20 years old that are still productive because I built them this way and then I turn around and add more organic matter to them off and on down the road. Sometimes that's dead plants. Sometimes it's not. (laughs) But our native soils in this part of the world, whether they're sandy or whether they're clay or whether they're gumbo in, in the case of some of them, yeah, I know some of y'all have low S. Hello, Delta. Good morning. I like your soil. I'm sorry I don't have any. Okay. But even you may have some places that don't drain as well. But, but when I have my, op- when I have the opportunity to test that drainage, it, it's almost always in my garden going to be too slow. Probably in Andrea's in Madison County too. It's probably going to be too slow. And that's where you have to realize that even if you're even if you're in a brand new subdivision, which has been had dirt tripped to it, you still have to test the drainage because you don't know exactly what's there. So that's what that's the answer to that question. Thank you for asking it. That's a good one. Oh, somebody I don't know who this is. Somebody is um, planting tomato seeds this week. I hope you live south of Jackson. I hope you live Hattiesburg or further south because unless you're willing to really cover those tomatoes in six weeks when they're ready to go. This is mid-January. That's going to be early March when they're ready to transplant. And if you're on the coast, if you're in Hattiesburg, it doesn't take a whole lot of extra nights of cover. But if you're in central Mississippi, and certainly if you are farther north than that, if you're Hello Good Morning Atlanta, I know y'all are listening, um, that's always a problem. And we can do early tomatoes to a certain extent, and we can cover them up, but if the soil's too cold when you put them in in the first place, or if you miss a night, then you got to replant. Some people say, that's okay, I'll replant if it doesn't work. Okay, good. I, on the other hand, don't want to do this but once. I'm, I'm a, I push, I put, in, put things in too soon, and I grow things that shouldn't be grown at the times they're grown, but I am always prepared to cover, and I'm also, quite frankly, kind of a bit of a gambler um i don't i don't go to casinos but the garden to me every time you plant a seed it's a gamble it might it might not every time you transplant something it might it might not so that's why you have to take all the right steps to make sure for example one of the saddest things in the world is to grow all these transplants you're careful you didn't have any damping off you got the light fixture in your house you did all this you got all these really nice seedlings and then you put them out in the garden where they promptly collapse and die. <laughs> so there's a step in there. You can't go directly from the warmth of your greenhouse or the warmth of your grow room or the warmth underneath the light in your living room, wherever you're doing this. You really cannot go from there directly to the soil outside. I don't care when you do it. All right. Let those plants go outside for a little while. Let them harden off and don't over fertilize at the very beginning because you want nice, tough plants to get transplanted. So those things all help. But if I was going to sow some seeds this week, and I did sow, sow some last week, if I was going to sow some seeds this week, I'd probably be, still be sowing things like Swiss chard and lettuce in central Mississippi. This is zone 8, okay? We have weeks and weeks and weeks of weather that could be warm, could be freezing, could be in between, <laughs> somewhere in there, all the way through that period of time. By the time I'm getting these lettuces out of the garden, it'll be time to plant th- those tomatoes. And, yeah, they'll be a little on the early side. A lot of people say don't don't plant any of that until April. I don't agree with that. Um, you can You can, particularly if it's something like cherry tomatoes, but if you like a big tomato, 
you got to have a little more growing time, okay? 888-808-8637. Y'all are so nice. Everybody's saying such sweet things about how they love the show. That's very kind of you. Um, you know that I do talk about kindness all the time around here. I think it's a conscious decision. In fact, I know it is. Because um, I'm one of those people that has thoughts that are not so kind sometimes. <laughs> and I have to put a lid on it. Happens to the best of us. Yeah, it does. And, you know, Garden Mama doesn't – Garden Mama is so much nicer than I am. <laughs> <laughs> but I try. I try. Um, it is a good idea. Give yourself six to eight weeks before you want to transplant those things that you're starting if they are tomatoes and peppers and eggplants and, and things that you need a nice stocky plant for, okay? Lettuces and chards and even maybe you're interested in growing – I don't know, maybe you're interested in growing edamames, you know, little little edible soybeans, that, that those kind of things that we'd start this time of year. Nasturtiums, maybe. Cornflowers. There's all sorts of things you could be starting now. And all of those, of course, you're going to be a little bit on the lean side. You're going to take care of them, but you don't want to overfeed them because you're trying not to push too hard. You want to get them out there at a small size, not that big size. You know, we can transplant a tomato that's a foot tall, but we don't really want to do that with other things. Makes sense to me. Uh, Chris is in Summit. He's That's Chris that's planting the tomato seeds. Good, good, good. Glad to hear from you. Be sure that you are pruning your ornamental grasses, friends. You may or may not know how to do that. Um, it isn't, it, it's going to be happening with me on Patreon. I, I've told you about Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Garden Mama. I hope that you'll come over there with me because beginning in February, that is where the Garden Mama archive will be. It's also the place where you can interact with me more regularly. You will get um, for just a $1 a month pledge. That sounds so funny, but it's true. The way Patreon works is that you patronize me because you like what I do. You like what I'm creating. And what I'm creating, of course, are more and better ways to create sustainable gardens in our part of the world where people think that's not possible, but it is. So I've got enough experience and enough education behind me now and I no longer, I just don't don't any longer make any bones about it. Sure, I can tell you what to do. Literally, with with all with with any situation, I can give you an an approach that is natural, that is sustainable, and I can give you an approach that is not. It's your choice. But if you want to know what I do and you want to know what I think, and I'm, I appreciate that, that's why you listen to this program. Sustainable gardening is what sustains me. Okay, tell you a quick story, and then I'll go to the phone. Because we're going to have a, a short break here. Long time ago, I knew someone I was very close to who was a horticulturist, brand new graduated horticulturist from school, had had a little farm, had done a lot of growing, was really good at it, ran a greenhouse like nobody you ever saw. And this person decided that the most useful thing he could do to continue his work in his own way, he needed to make some money. And the thing that people didn't want to do was to spray their camellias. So he set up a business, and basically that's all he did all winter. You know, the the point where you spray them with the oil and, unfortunately, with the other toxins to take care of all of the scale insects and all of the problems that camellias can have, especially old ones. 
So about a year and a half after he had begun doing this, two years actually, after he'd begun doing this, he went to his doctor for an insurance physical, and his doctor said, oh, good, well, we're going to get a liver panel because we want these chemicals that you're using. We need to keep our eye on how they're going to degrade your liver. This was a 26-year-old man. He said, you know, maybe that's not what I need to be doing for a living, and he went on into horticulture and found something else to do. I'm telling you, that made an impact on me, okay, because it told me, that the choices we make today, whether we're 20 or 40 or 70 or 90, the choices we make today are the choices that drive the next day and the next week and the next year. That's why we choose to garden. That's why we choose to garden sustainably. It's also why we choose to be kind. Now, appropriately, because, you know, we all know this is true, here comes Crazy Mama and this is Weekend Gardening. With winter weather just around the corner, contact a qualified service technician to ensure that your propane system is operating safely. Make sure that everyone in your family knows what propane smells like and what to do in the event of a gas leak, including knowing where the gas supply valve is and when and how to safely close it. Call us today to learn more. This message brought to you by the Mississippi Propane Gas Association and its members. Propane. Clean American energy. Hey there, it's Jake Mangum. I love baseball, Mississippi, and Farm Bureau insurance. Throughout my college career, both Mississippi and Farm Bureau supported me immensely. It's no surprise to me that Farm Bureau continues to serve the Mississippi area with the same love they both showed me throughout college. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfdins.com. Farm Bureau insurance. Go with the home team. When you choose Roto-Rooter, you'll get honest estimates and no-hassle guarantees so you can get it fixed quickly and enjoy peace of mind. We're there for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, day and night, holidays, and weekends. We've been providing service to Mississippi for over 80 years. Call the original Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. Mention this ad to receive $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And away goon troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. Start off the new year with explosive savings during the New Year's Celebration Sales Event at Mazda of Jackson. In 2021, we resolved to offer money-saving deals on every vehicle in stock. For example, get 0.9% financing on most new 2021 Mazdas in stock. This will save you thousands in finance charges. We have truckloads of 2021s arriving, so you are sure to find the perfect Mazda. Looking for something like new? We're offering 2.9% financing on certified pre-owned Mazda 3s and Mazda CX-5s. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. Our credit specialists work hard to get you a no matter your past credit history, 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Plus, bring in your current vehicle and we'll give you the best possible price for it, even if you don't buy a new one from us. Start off 2021 with explosive savings during the New Year's Celebration Sales Event at Must of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. Mustofjackson.com. See dealer for details with approved credit on select models. 
I'm Lauren McGraw with Gotta Go. I'm here to help you with anywhere you might need a bathroom. Because when you gotta go, you gotta go. Please call us at 601-879-3969 or look us up, gottagorentals.com. Realtors and homeowners, listen up. When it's time to buy, sell, or most importantly, move, that's when you call two men in a truck. Let us take the worry out of moving so you can focus on what's important. Visit twomenandatruck.com. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. Hi, Eddie Schultz here with MGT Films. With some great news for businesses and homeowners here in the metro trying to balance utility bills and save money. 3M Window Films give your single and double pane windows low E glass-like savings. 3M Window Films stop heat in the summer and maintain warmth in the cold winter. If you own a building or a home, you don't have to choose between comfort and savings anymore. For free estimates, contact MGT Films at 601-707-5596 or online at mgtfilms.com. your photo <laughs> if you're watching you can see that i'm turning sideways to see it handsome deer that's nice very very nice coming in on the ceasefire text line y'all always send me the coolest pictures and the most wonderful comments and things um brett's poppies are coming up and the kitties won't leave them alone any ideas uh that's another case where the fence or the cover in my case it is a folding fence in other words it's a uh, it's it's supple it's not a hard wired one like i use on other things but i will take it and lay it over new stands like that to keep the cats out um my cats do indeed have litter boxes and an acre of land but you know they like my garden beds and i'm constantly after them i don't i the one where i grow food is completely off limits it's completely you know covered up for them because that's one of the things i just i'm just not going to do is tolerate that but when it comes to the flowers and the tulips and this and that i I have to fight with them a little bit and i'm i'm i i admire you poppies are wonderful i'm glad that they've come up they're beautiful plants they'll make a gorgeous stand just keep the cats out of them and you can indeed take sometimes take a, a, a fence and put around it but I, my cats will leap over or climb through anything that they can so i like a, an actual cover on the, in that particular case in uh oh chris has a good idea he's in summit or she i'm sorry um with putting tomatoes the first tomatoes in big black pots this is one of the reasons why we grow vegetables in big black pots it's also why later on in the summertime we can have some stress issues related to those same big black pots. Why? Because they hold heat. 
So if your soil, for example, is still too cold, but you put it in the ground, but you put the make a container of soil and plant, it will get warm as the sunlight hits the outside of that big black pot. This is actually the way that I constructed my first passive solar in my greenhouse was old bricks in big black pots. And that side of the wall would heat up five degrees higher, warmer than it was anywhere else. And that, that was very helpful to me at that particular time. So it's a really good idea uh, and, and one that, that I like, Chris. I appreciate that. Now, the next thing you're going to get is the, okay, I just go ahead and put my tomato cages on top of that. I don't do this, but I've seen other people do it. Put my tomato cage on top of that, wrap the whole thing in plastic, and create like a mini greenhouse. <laughs> as long as you remember to take it off on a warm day, why not? Um, I know folks that do actually do that with avocado trees before there were some that were hardy in in zones 8 8b which is where they're hardy now they would they would go ahead and grow them and build little houses over them these are hobbyists these are not people trying to produce avocados be literally be there for a long time doing that (laughs) oh my goodness uh thank you very much greg these are just just magnificent today um, I, I have I have something I want to say, but it wouldn't make any sense unless you had read this poem. Reds in Lumberton, howdy do. Oh dear, um, how to root grapevine cuttings? Okay, well, well, the easiest way is by layering. Um, and and if you are, for example, if you're getting ready to prune those muscadines, the way to do this is not really dif- difficult at all. Take the length, take the cane that you would cut because it's too long. And dig a trench for it. Put that in the ground. Weigh it down. Go ahead and do the rest of your pruning. And in about four months, sometime in late spring, you'll go back and you'll see that this other piece has begun to grow on its own out there. And you can just cut it apart from the parent plant and plant it wherever you want it. You can also root cuttings, but you have to actually pay attention to them. And in this case, all you have to do is make the layer. So it's it's much easier to do. Um Really very cool to do um, some cuttings, but I have to tell you, most of the time, it's a tip cutting about a foot long, and people will just literally take it and stick it in the ground next to the plant if they're trying to grow more for that stand. Same way you would do a fig tree. Um, And for those of you who say, oh, my thumbs are not green enough for that, trust me, if you do five of them, three of them are going to root. So (laughs) your percentages are are on your side at that particular point. I have no problem doing that. Let's see. Um, the cats trampled on the larkspur, the sweet pea, and the poppies. Oh no! You can you can replant. You t- I told her she could replant the sweet peas in February. Yes, you can actually replant the larkspur and the poppies. They're all about the same length of time, but the sweet peas are a little bit more reliable at this point. It, it is another case where you have to literally put something over them to keep them from getting eaten up or rolled on, or in my case, laid upon. I don't know why my cats like to lay up and there's, there's, if there's a sprout, they want to fall over on it. It's just ridiculous. And yes, I like my cats. And yes, they keep the squirrels out of my vegetables. And no, they don't kill birds. So they are, however, pretty good mousers. And in a big old house like mine, you need that. And I don't say big with any great grants, just a big old house. <laughs> Mostly old. <laughs> it's an old big house. Um, Oh, <laughs> the lucky numbers. I, maybe I should play your numbers. I don't do that, but I need to think about it. Hmm, interesting. Interesting stuff. 
One of the questions that I like to answer in the weekly newsletter has to do with what you're going to grow. And we have a phone call, if Uncle Bert's still there in Lawrence County. Um, talk to me about your okay. roses. Hey, talk to me about your roses. Okay. Uh, there, a gentleman back in the spring called in bemoaning the fact that the counties have been spraying stuff. And uh, in this area of the country, there is a wild running rose. I don't know if you call it a running rose or a climbing rose. It mm-hmm. does both. It is very prolific or used to be. And I discovered a patch of that back in the spring on the roadside, and I was wondering if it's too late by now to uh, take some cuttings off of that and root them. My mother used to take a a whip off of this or that rose, and it was cut on both ends, and she would stick both ends into some damp soil, Mm -hmm. and in due course, it would just explode. I have seen that, Um, and I've told, I, I don't know if I've ever talked about the, my family's rose before, um, back in the days of wax milk cartons, you know, right. that were, where the, the quart or the gallon milk came in it. Um, we never traveled to anybody else's in the family's house without one of those or two in the car with something that somebody had rooted for somebody. <laughs> and and I have seen that rose, seen those wild roses rooted that way in, in both of its ends stuck, like a cutting about eight inches long and say that's about a five inch square, I guess, of the, the wax carton and they would just bend it and stick them both in there. And the next time you went to the house, there was a rose blooming in the front yard. So obviously it worked. I mean. I wasn't much of a gardener then. I was a little girl. My job was to keep them from tipping over in the back seat of the car. <laughs> that's all I could I do about them. But I, I know that's absolutely the right time to do all of this. We do prune our roses. If we're going to prune them, those probably don't get pruned. But if we're going to prune them, we prune them in February. So at any time between now and mid-February, which gives you a month to get over and get some cuttings, I think would be a perfect time to do that. All right. Try one uh, with the curve, but try some others that are just tip cuttings, okay? Right. Back in the day, uh, when this stuff was all growing, in the springtime, there would be three things all entwined in each other and blooming at the same time. Locally, this stuff is called that old that old hedge. It's a type of privet hedge. Mm-hmm. And the honeysuckle and those roses would oh, all yeah. be growing up together. It just about take your head off. Yeah, you're right. The, the smells were some strong. Ooh, that's a great way to end this hour. What a wonderful sensory memory. Thank you, Uncle Bert. Take care of yourself. I look forward to hearing how those roses come out. Ah, yes, that breeze blows. You can smell the honeysuckle. You can certainly smell the wild roses. My my, my sinus doctor says, yeah, that's privet making you sneeze. (laughs) But, you know, that's why we learn how to cope with things. Hey, now, stick around. Rhino and I'll be here for another hour. Appreciate you being with us here on Weekend Gardening. You're building a new home or remodeling an older home. Amazing Propane is for you. A propane tankless water heater, a propane generator, a propane gas grill and oven, propane fireplaces, even lighting. Propane, such a versatile, clean, cost-effective source of energy for any home. Propane, clean American energy. Visit MSPropane.com to learn more. 
This is baseball player and fellow Mississippian, Jake Mangum. There are a lot of reasons to be proud of my home state. Mississippi State Baseball is one of the reasons, and Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance is another. The dedicated team at Farm Bureau works hard to give me and the rest of their customers the best service possible. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. I'm Dr. Andrea Russo, a cardiologist. Maybe you're waiting to talk to your doctor right now. But if you're having an irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, or lightheadedness, don't wait. This could be a serious condition like atrial fibrillation, which can make you about five times more likely to have a stroke. If you're having these symptoms, don't wait. Talk to a doctor by phone, online, or in person. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Selling your vehicle? We'll buy it. Need to put it on our lot? We'll consign it. Just need a new ride for the new you? We'll trade it. Pinnacle Motors needs you. Well, need your vehicle. Steve Owen and the friendly staff of Pinnacle Motors is buying, consigning, and trading quality pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs at the corner of Highway 471 at Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon and online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Pinnacle Motors needs you. Well, needs your vehicle. Quality vehicles. Affordable prices. Pinnacle Motors. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to News Mississippi. A bill introduced by Senate Minority Leader Derek Simmons seeks to remove marijuana from the list of Schedule One drugs in Mississippi, which he says could lead to a revenue boost for the state. All you need to do is legalize it, uh, regulate it, and tax it. And then, you know, everything will eventually work out for you. So just like we do alcohol now. The bill was referred to the Senate Health and Welfare Committee. And big news for Mississippi Delta residents who have been waiting for the pumps. EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler says approval has been granted for a new pump system. The new plan that they have, they move it. You actually won't be triggered until 200,000 acres are flooded. So this is going to focus on where the people in that community live to protect their homes, to protect the roads. Now, the last time you had the flood, there was a couple and an unborn child who died um, because yeah. of the flooding. So it's important to protect those communities, the people that live there. And I, I think this is an environmental justice issue. Andy Davis, News Mississippi. Honey, are you sure you don't need to call Mississippi 811 before you dig the post holes? I'm just going down a foot or two. It's really not digging. Okay, but I'm just saying. Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Digging post holes? You'll need to call Mississippi 811 two days before you dig to prevent you from hitting things like underground electric wires. <laughs> Honey, our electricity just died. Call 811 two days before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. Smart shoppers will tell you they found it on HighBid.com. HighBid.com lets you explore thousands of auctions across the U.S. and around the world. You'll find gold coins, sporting goods, classic cars, collectible toys, fine jewelry, household items, and sports memorabilia autographed by the greats. HighBid.com has hundreds of thousands of items for sale every day. It's easy to search and easy to find auctions in your area. Just go to HighBid.com. 
That's HIBID.com and see what everyone is talking about. With the assistance of new data, authorities are asking for your help in identifying a young John Doe. Discovered in Sharkey County in 2014, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children is now able to partially identify the victim as a young African-American child between the ages of 5 and 7. For more information and to see a facial reconstruction released by authorities, visit newsms.fm. And now that the session is underway, there are several issues on the table, such as Medicaid expansion. Senator John Horn says he does not believe it will make any headway this year. Senator Bryan has been studying the issue, but I don't think that he plans to bring out any bill to speak to that. I think we're inching closer to it, but I don't see it this year. And the price of gas is going up. Fuel analyst Trilby Lundberg tells us by how much. It's now a total of 17 cents rise over seven weeks. In these three weeks, the price is up nine cents, and the new price is 235. Andy Davis, News, Mississippi. Sports Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. Basketball action today finds Georgia at Ole Miss in the pavilion. 11 o'clock will be the tip-off there, 10.30 airtime on the Ole Miss Basketball Network. Georgia still looking for their first conference win. Ole Miss looking to break a two-game losing skid. The Florida Gators will be at Mississippi State this afternoon in the Humphrey Coliseum, 3 o'clock tip-off, 2.30 airtime on the MSU Basketball Network this afternoon. Florida coming off the win over Ole Miss. Mississippi State coming off the loss to Texas A&M. Other action, Missouri will be at Texas A&M. Kentucky at Auburn. Arkansas at Alabama. Vanderbilt at Tennessee. The midweek game was canceled because of COVID. This is the game that was scheduled for this Saturday at Tennessee. South Carolina will be at LSU. The Southern Miss Golden Eagles are at home this weekend, taking on Middle Tennessee this afternoon in the Red Green Coliseum. This is Sports Mississippi. Before you dig or drive stakes in the ground, call 811 or you might hit... Man, I can't wait to hang up my team mascot. (laughs) An electric line or a gas line. Tent's gone. Yeah, driving stakes. Call Mississippi 811 two days before pounding. It may keep you out of the... Don't worry, honey. The doghouse is just fine. There's room for both of us in here. Call 811 two days before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. Your business may not be a Fortune 500 company yet. You've worked hard to grow your business to where it is today, but are the manual processes that worked when you were smaller now eating into your man hours? As an iSolve network provider, MWG Employer Services can help you save time and money by streamlining the processes of administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits, as well as training your personnel to efficiently manage your human capital through one platform. Want to find out more? Visit MWGEmployerServices.com. The NFL playoffs today from the L.A. Rams taking on the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau. That's a 3.30 kickoff today. For the Rams, Cam Akers will be leading the way as he did last week. For the Packers, linebacker Preston Smith, safety Will Redman, and long snapper Hunter Bradley from Mississippi State on the Packers roster. The Baltimore Ravens will take on the Buffalo Bills tonight at 8 o'clock. And for the Bills, Dawson Knox tied in out of Ole Miss, who scored the first touchdown for Buffalo last week. For the Ravens, linebacker Pernell McAfee from Mississippi State on the Ravens roster. 
Center. Then on Sunday, the Cleveland Browns take on the Kansas City Chiefs at Kansas City. For the Browns, Javon Patterson, offensive lineman at Ole Miss, is listed on the Browns roster. Kansas City Chiefs have Chris Jones, defensive tackle, and Willie Gay, linebacker from Mississippi State, on their roster. And then Sunday night, Tampa Bay takes on the New Orleans Saints for the third time this season. 5.30 will be the kickoff on that one as the Saints try to beat Tampa Bay and Tom Brady for the third time this season. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Sports Mississippi. Welcome to Weekend Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome in. This is Weekend Gardening. We've got news about plants. We've got news about snakes. We've got news about how gardening takes guts and what kind of guts it takes to garden. And we've got, of course, your phone calls. Always be news around here. There's, 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 I guess if we were going to go back and go to college again, we would all have to major in bees. Because that the world of insects is fascinating, but the information coming to us from the bee research is perhaps the most interesting of all and the most that we need because we got to figure out how to maintain our pollinators, they being one of the biggest ones. I have to encourage you, as I always do, pay attention to native bees. Remember, the one that you look at and the one you see and the one that makes the honey that you love so much is is European honeybee. European has nothing to do with native pollination here, except that they happen to be here and they do it. We need to maintain our native bees, and that, that's a subject for another day. But we got plenty of them, and I love that that we are paying more attention to them. Coming in already for this hour on the ceasefire text line from Corinne. Her sugar daddy snow peas. They look great. Should be having stir fry with Corinne this weekend. Um, she asks. If uh, the snow peas will stop producing when it gets warmer around May or June, yes. She's obviously looking at space. She she wants to know what you know what container can I put it here or what can I plant in this container to come after the, this one. And yes, they will produce several times um, between now and then. But as the weather gets warm, gets hot, they will they'll burn out, and that's the point where. In this particular case, unlike if you were listening in the previous hour, I said if you're building a new bed, scrape the the grass off that soil before you dig into the native soil to turn it over to start the bed process because it'll turn into weeds. In this case, you do want to dig in the, the sugar daddy or any other beans, peas. Those greens, of course, are just absolutely a source of nutrient for the future garden in that container. So it's a beauty. Pretty, huh? Rhino's here today. He's staring at those flowers. So how many of these, how many peas can we pick off of one five-gallon container? More than you might imagine. (laughs) In a nice, healthy soil like this one obviously is, they will literally put on bunches of peas. And and particularly Sugar Daddy has a habit of going again. So you have to keep picking because each time it's picking, it's probably already in bloom again. It's a great, great plant. It's a good problem to have. It is. It's a wonderful problem, particularly if you like sugar snap peas, which I do. I don't, not everybody does, but I mean, snow peas and that whole, that whole group. Um, edible potted peas are one of the best things about winter, as far as I'm concerned. And early spring, I know. Oh, 
Now here's here's a here's a consciousness grabber. As we all know, we are living in a pandemic. As we all know, we're working really hard to be careful and keep ourselves and all of our friends and all of our family safe and healthy and getting to the other side of this particular phenomenon that we're living through. But that means I didn't get to go to Tupelo last summer. I didn't get to go to the market. I didn't get to go to the magnificent. I mean, it's just I love the the Farmer's Depot there in Tupelo, and I didn't get to go. That's where some of the very best green peas in the late part of spring, because, you know, they grow them there. Oh, my goodness. Maybe this year. Maybe this year. Hey, y'all. Y'all invite me. I'll have my vaccination by then. <laughs> we'll all get out and go. I'm serious. We're 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 all exhausted. It's been a year. Well, I got to tell you, at my age, a year goes by like that. I mean, it's fast. And even for me, this year was not so fast. This, the, there were plenty of days when I thought, well, what do we do now? That's what Einstein was talking about with relativity. The very relativity of it all. And it's. It's important. Um, I really appreciated one of the remarks that our our Department of Health doctor uh, said yesterday in his Zoom conference. And, yes, I do watch them. Okay. I am really a nerd. I can't help it. But I appreciated that he said, everybody says it's 21 days for the second vaccine or it's however many days. He says, a few days either way is fine. We're just going to get everybody in line and get these things done. I just took that as a very positive note because he knows the science way better than I do. What's going on in your garden? I hope that you are thinking about what else you're going to plant because this is magnificent time to plant. And if you are, you'd be interested in the lead article in the Garden Mama newsletter for this week, um, it is, of course, available to you as a subscriber, and I would love for you to get in touch with me and do that, Mama on Air at yahoo.com. You can go to patreon.com and choose the lily level, and that will get you the newsletter. But that's $5 a month, and you may not have $5 a month, and you may not even think I'm worth $5 a month, but I bet I'm worth a buck. For $1 a month on Patreon, you will have Garden Mama World in your email box. Not the newsletter, but a whole lot of other stuff. Videos. Oh, is she making videos? Yep. <laughs> what is she doing? Well, she's making videos. Mm-hmm. And for all those of you who told me to do this 10 years ago, I'm kind of glad I didn't. Because I look a little different now than I did then. I just saw some pictures of me from 10 years ago. Jeez, I was well fed. Woo! Goodness gracious. But... What all we're doing in our gardens now, of course, is enjoying the sunny, warm days in between the cold, nasty days. And who are you going to turn to for something, a quote on that particular subject, better than Dr. Seuss? The sun did not shine. It was too wet to play, so we sat in the house all that cold, cold, wet day. Yeah, we did. And there was two of those this week. There are days this time of year when my house is actually colder inside than it is outside. And uh, I know you would say turn on the heat. I'm telling you, it's a big old house. You can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> My children lived in layers. <laughs> we all we all have baseboard heaters. You know, we have all kind of other stuff in addition to the other things. But when that happens, it's your reminder that there's all sorts of stuff to go out and cut back that has frozen already, or there's things that you need to prune. Anywho, like the buried shrubs that have either been half eaten or mostly eaten already. 
it's one of those things that we just have to pay attention to. There's always something to do in the garden, and it can get me out of my cold house, so that makes me feel good. The blueberry bushes. Oh, my goodness. Um, Justin's in Lauderdale. Is it? Oh, yes, it's absolutely okay. He's got vines invading his blueberry bushes. You can definitely go and cut those out now. This will be a real good time to do that. Um, Unfortunately, they'll probably come back up. And when they do, and they're like two or three inches tall, that's the point at which you can literally dig out. If, If you dig under that root a little bit more and pull out more of it, you'll get more of it out. Sometimes we put... Um, you know, a, a, some people will use a, a chemical on there. I'm not in favor of that. But I do want to encourage you that once you pull those vines out from any shrub, but particularly something you're going to eat like blueberries, pay attention. Go back out in a few weeks and see if they sprout again. Pull them out again. Usually the second or third time of over picking is going to actually do the job for you. I like that. One of the questions about bees is always uh, what happens to them? Where do they go? What's the matter? Um, there are a, a couple of things about bees from Oregon State University, and they are studying one of the native pollinators. The native pollinators, by the way, I think of of our wonderful cooperative extension agent, Christian Stevenson on the Gulf Coast, does a great program about native bees and pollinators. You should get in touch with him if you need somebody to do that program. I'm sure he's doing it online. Um, the blue orchard bee is one of the native pollinators in the Northwest. And Interestingly enough, in a coping mechanism that we can all relate to, the forest fire severity has been so intense that going out to study what's left has become a an, an entire enterprise. Who comes back first in terms of plants and insects and certainly mammals, but what's there, what's left, how do we do these things? And what happens to these populations? Well, it turns out that the blue orchard bee produces female offspring at a faster rate so that they can start more colonies, so that they can keep pollinating, so they can keep doing the work that we, well, pay them to do or that we we need them to do. Um, Bees, of course, are among the most important of the pollinators on the entire earth. Um, About $100 billion in economic impact. But here's the thing. I This is in my got to learn something every day. And when I read this story, I learned something I did not know. Oregon has 600 species of native bees. What? Yes, that's right. 600. That's right. Wow. And I've never, I've, I've been to Oregon a few times. I don't ever remember being assaulted by bees. So clearly they're all out doing their work. But maybe that's why the Willamette Valley and those the places like that are, are so magnificent for growing because they just have that natural source. Uh, interesting stuff. Fun stuff. Blueberries. Oh, my goodness. Um, I don't know what that's about. Okay. Let me move on to this uh, this peace lily. What about the tips on the peace lily turning black? A couple of ideas. Um, that's a, sim- a symptom that they're overwatered. And in most cases... I hate to say this. I'd hate to predict what people do, but I'm going to predict what people do. You've either done one of two things. You've poured water into the saucer or at the bottom of the plant, and it didn't take up all of it, so it ended up sitting in too much water. Or you watered from the top, and then the water sat in the saucer. Neither one of those things is okay for peace lilies or anything else. 
So you need to make sure that you're watering when you when you water a house plant or when you water any container really, but it's particularly crucial in the wintertime with house plants. You water it once. You water it so the water goes through. If we were out in the yard in the summertime watering the ones on the porch, we would then refill it and let it drain through slowly. We don't do that in the house. We fill the pot. That's it. Let it run through. Make sure that you let it run out the bottom and then put it back in its saucer. What does this mean? Well, this means that those of us who have big plants in our house sometimes have to carry buckets around with us. And yet it looks kind of funny from time to time. I've, I have, I have a one friend who says that she quit growing ferns when they outweighed her. She's a tiny woman and she had gigantic ferns, which she would carry into the bathtub and put in the bathtub and water that way so that the water could go all the way through the fern and then hang it back up. She said that got to be too much trouble. So she quit growing them. I understand, but. If you can possibly do this, because otherwise, you see, what we're doing is we're putting in a little water today, and then we look and we think, I wonder if that was enough, and tomorrow we put in a little bit more. The plant's like, I don't, what are you doing? I don't know what you're trying to do to me here, because there's fertilizer in the soil, there's soil in the soil, there's, you know, all kinds of things going on that need that water not only to survive, to activate, but to nourish the roots that you're trying to grow to get the top of the plant to grow. So water at once, let the water go through. And then put it back. Don't water it until the top of the soil feels dry. In the case of the peace lily, it's going to be a couple of weeks. You're not putting this in, a, in, in bright sun in your house anyway. It's a plant for low light. It may, you may not water it again until February, but, but put your finger in the top of the pot first. Okay? Um, I have, for those of you who don't happen to know, I have a, a peace lily that has... Uh, that was given as a gift for someone who died and has survived the person that was that it was given to who has also died (laughs) so me and this peace lily and i say that because it tells you how long things have what a longevity plants can have um this one has been in my possession for at least 22 years that i know of and was grown before that by somebody in a greenhouse. So it's a it's a wonderful plant though and it's one that everybody should have one of in their house because as they as we get closer to spring that's when we begin to see them bloom. And blooming indoors is a magnificent thing. Um this week blooming indoors at my house there's a lemon tree that's blooming. There's um those great big round leafed beefsteak begonias. Those only bloom in the winter if they're going to bloom and they're blooming. Um, and jewel orchid is blooming. So when I tell you that I literally love my indoor plants, I do. I want them to bloom. I take care of them. And some of them don't ever even go outside. I don't have a shady porch. I don't, you know, I have, I have lots of sunlight and I have kind of some dead zones where I can put a container or two, but it still gets awfully hot out there. Oh, fun, fun, fun stuff. Um, is it time to prune fig trees? You can. You can do them now, anytime between now and, a, and almost a month from now. I want you to get done with fig trees, grapes, and ornamental grasses before it's time to prune roses in mid-February. So you have plenty of time to do all of these things. Um, thank you, Linda. It's a good question. Thank you for asking. And I think we're caught up over there. We're caught up over here. Oh, good. That's wonderful. 888 That is the Super Talk call line. And the C Spire text line is 601-879-4395. Hail to the Queen. No, Elizabeth is not here. But I got to tell you, Florida Atlantic University is big on this particular queen, the Strombus Gigas. 
It is a prized delicacy. This is the queen conch. And if you've never seen the queen conch shells, I, I, I urge you to see them. Um, second only to the spiny lobster as a fish that is grown and cultivated and enjoyed in the Caribbean. But the queen conch is not in as good a shape. Um, it's We always think about habitats being broached or breached um, by things like overfishing or by hurricanes or just by literally um, degradation, okay? Well, in this case, all of those things have happened to the point where the conchs have become isolated, so they can't find anybody to make more conchs with because some's over here and some's over there, and it's very, very difficult. So what they're working at um, at Florida Atlantic is to make sure that they can find ways to they've produced a manual based on the methods of conservation that have worked and they're also working on um, ways to make this more sustainable in terms of how it's done and frankly as one I mean I if you think about the queen conch you're probably thinking about at least one of the shells that you pick up in here the ocean in and as long as those are also being cultivated that's fine but if they're not if we're not continuing to improve their habitat at the same time that we're harvesting them to fish and that we're taking their shells, well, you can see that things would get kind of rough at that point. Vans and Amory, what's going on, sir? Hey, ma'am, how you doing today? I'm doing real well. What's up? Uh, I've got some uh, Mahonia or Great Python, I think you call it, maybe out in my woods. Okay. And, uh, I've got one big one by my driveway, and over another place, I've got probably 20 small ones. Oh, can fun. I transplant those? You sure can. Hang on. We'll talk about it right after we take a little step into uh, the world of this particular break for weekend gardening. This is Jake Mangum. Some call me the mayor. No player wins any game by themselves. It takes a team. So if you want excellent customer service and competitive insurance rates, you need to go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau, just like I did. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Do you ever feel like you are in the dark? Well, with a propane generator, you'll never be in the dark again, at least when the lights go out. Enjoy the comfort and safety of knowing you have a propane generator always ready when the electricity goes out. Propane generators assure you will always have power. Propane-fueled, clean cooking, hot water on demand, warm and consistent heat and power when you need it most. Why would you choose anything else? Propane. Clean American energy. Visit MSPropane.com today. 
Hi, Eddie Schultz here with MGT Films with some great news for businesses and homeowners here in the metro trying to balance utility bills and save money. 3M Window Films give your single and double pane windows low E glass like savings. 3M Window Films stop heat in the summer and maintain warmth in the cold winter. If you own a building or a home, you don't have to choose between comfort and savings anymore. For free estimates, contact MGT Films at 601-707-5596 or online at mgtfilms.com. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The Philly Cheesesteak Sandwich or Wrap, Melt-in-Your-Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich, and the best burger in the Metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Start off the new year with money-saving cheer during a New Year celebration sales event at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. 2021 is here, and it's finally time for you to get that new vehicle you've been waiting for. Ridgeland Mitsubishi, we resolve to save you money on our entire selection. So right now, pay just $179 per month on new 2020 Mitsubishi G4s. That's $179 per month. And pay only $319 per month on new 2020 Mitsubishi Outlanders. Plus, we're giving you a 43-inch TV with every purchase. Our credit specialists work hard to get you approved no matter your past credit history. 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Plus, bring in your current vehicle and we'll give you the best possible price for it even if you don't buy a new one from us. So come save big during the New Year Celebration Series. Event at Ridgeland Mitsubishi, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road, call 896-9600 today or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi G4 stock number 1640, Outlander stock number 1605, down You went online to switch your car insurance to Progressive so you could save money, but then you saw a friend request from an old summer camp buddy, and now here you are clicking through photos of his kickball team from 20. Looks like they won the championship that year. Then he moved to Tulsa. Oh, a new tattoo. Yes, they said it was easy to save hundreds on car insurance with Progressive, but they forgot about the rest of the Internet. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates national average savings by new customer surveyed who saved in 2019. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again. If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. Hi, I'm Shelby with Two Men in a Truck. Did you know that we aren't your regular moving company? We are equipped to move you across the country or even as easy as across town. Call us today for a free quote at 601-853-9644 or at twomenandatruck.com. Thank you so much for making weekend gardening part of your day today. And any day that you're listening, I appreciate that more than I can possibly tell you. It's also one of the things that uh, keeps us all going, isn't it? Radio is one of those things that we did alone at our house, in our cars, on the back porch, wherever it was. Anyway, we might have some friends sitting around listening to the radio together. But most of us sit around in different places listening together. 
And that's why radio has done nothing but grow and flourish in this particular terrible, tough time. 2020 was rough. 2021 is going to be kind of tough, too. But we've got gardens and we've got each other. That's why I'm able to choose every day to be kind. Like my friend Van from Amory. Hey, Van, talk to me about these Mahonias. Now, for folks that don't know, if you have a shrub out in your woods or you see it at the garden center and it looks like holly but the leaves are blue because it's got all those spines on it, it looks like holly, you're probably looking at the Mahonia that, that Van is talking about. Oregon grape it, or Oregon grape leaf holly. It's really not any of those things. It's not from Oregon. It's not, you know, but that's what they call it. Um, in, in New Orleans, I have heard it called the Mardi Gras plant because it will have almost purple leaves at the same time that it has green leaves and yellow flowers and purple berries. So anyway, Van, what do you, how many of these things you're going to move? Oh, probably five or six, maybe. So I've got some small ones, I guess, to come up from birds. Probably yep, they do. The, the birds are more than happy to spread them around for you. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just love those. They're they're evergreen and they, they're beautiful. They're, they're low maintenance and all that. And they look good. Yep, I agree with you. They're beautiful. I particularly like them because of that form. You know, you you're you you don't have to ever think. Well, what is that? You can look at it immediately and oh, you, it's that Oregon grape thing because it's it looks like that. Um, yeah. But I would dig them up now. I might. I might transplant some into the ground and some more into containers just in case that they don't make it in the ground but they probably will okay. smaller about, the better uh, smaller the better yeah right i've got a, a friend that's got some big blueberry thicket and and blackberry thornless blackberry can i transplant some of those now too would be a good time yes time? yes okay while they're dormant good. is a fine time to do that Good deal. Thank you. I hope look forward to seeing you this spring in Tupelo, maybe. I hope so. I hope so. I have to tell you that the the, the twiggy plant that that came from you has ended up being a great place for my twinkly white lights. <laughs> okay. Well, good deal. It's very attractive. I don't think it'll ever make a citrus, but it sure is cute. Thank you, Van. <laughs> it's a wonderful. It's just delightful. It's it's a. It, sometimes you just think. Wow, that would look really good lit up. And so you put lights on something. I'm I'm crazy about that. It's and yes, I know. <sighs> it's not going to be a lot of Mardi Gras parading, but already in places where people celebrate a lot of that. Do you know what they're doing? What are they planning? They're de- they're decorating their front porches like floats. <laughs> it looks great, so that you can ride by and see it instead of them riding by. <laughs> That's great. I'm serious. I'm not making this up. <laughs> I do, it's delightful. Um, good questions on the text line. One from an anonymous writer. I know who it is, but we're gonna. He wants to be anonymous. When to prune azaleas, and how much? You can prune the azaleas by one third in one year. In other words, if it's nine feet tall, you can prune three feet off, and you do that right after they bloom. So that's the time to do it. Then, then, then they will grow, and you'll prune them some more, you know, in, in future years. But, but if you'll prune them by a third this year, and then a third next year, you'll be able to get them down to a more manageable size. Okay. Um, are there better sunflowers to grow in than others in Central Mississippi? Because his birds love the sunflowers. Well, um, all of them will grow. Obviously, everybody has their favorites. But if you're looking for ones to feed the birds particularly, 
you're probably going to want to go with with gray mammoth or with um, classic black sunflower seeds if you're feeding cardinals. But all of those can be found in in the listed by the flower and what kind of seed it makes. But if you're just growing for the flowers and you don't care which kind of sunflower seed it is, um, look for the ones that have multiple flower heads. In other words, it will be a slightly shorter one. It won't be eight feet tall. It'll be about six, and it'll have multiple flowers and be more of a bush. Um, I'm thinking about little bear. There's it's there's a, there's a bunch of them though. Beautiful, beautiful flowers. Wonderful plant to to have. And pruning azaleas in late spring, right after they've bloomed, is the best thing to do. Tommy wants to know when to fer- what what to fertilize figs with. Really, kind of depends on what else you grow and what you're trying to do. If it's a brand new fig tree. I want to have something that's got a little of everything in it. I want it to be a balanced um, fertilizer with all the minor elements. On the other hand, if it's 18 feet tall and you've just cut it in half, I don't think you need to prune it at all. I mean, I don't think you need to feed it at all. Okay? So somewhere in between there, if you're just trying to get the – maybe it's doing okay, but you'd like bigger leaves so that you end up with more fruit, you can certainly use a little bit of nitrogen fertilizer when the leaves begin to come on in the springtime. That will fertilize them. If it's not productive at all, get a bag of fruit tree food. Put that on there. That will give you the phosphorus and the potassium with just a little bit of nitrogen and a whole boatload of the minor elements. Those things are available, of course. He says it's a new tree. I'm going to say go and get um, an Espoma fruit tree food. And I say Espoma because they are particularly particularly devoted to sustainable elements in their in their fertilizers. It, but you, what you need for it is a full a full course. You need a, a nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium, and minor elements if it's a new tree. Okay, we're trying to make sure that it stays happy and healthy. <laughs> Let's see, Keith's in JS. Um, interestingly enough. The hogweed is the one that he's trying to get rid of. Yes, it sure does. It's very woody. The more you get rid of it and the faster at this time of the year, the better off you are later on. Um, I will tell you if you happen to be, I don't know that you are, but there, there are, there's some, if you're on Facebook, search up Alan Owings, O-W-I-N-G-S. He's got, um, really good information out there right now, a professional horticulturist, and he's got the, Killer cocktail is all I can call it. If you've got weeds and you, they're present now, they're not the ones that we're trying to put out pre-emerges for. That's different. But the, when the hogweed's already there, it can really be hard to get rid of. I do know that, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't say anything other than what you're doing, frankly, because when you're trying to get rid of it, it's. I can have just grass in the area, but if I decide to till it and grow something here, it all comes, and that's that's what we what's what happens. We stir up seeds, so pre-emerge products work well if the area has not been tilled up already. Unfortunately, this one already has. Okay, okay. Um, in Starkville, what this is this is like talk talk about a softball question. What is your favorite shrub to put around a house? Um, if we're talking about foundation planting, and that is to say something that's three feet tall and goes across the front of the house and just sits there to frame the house, I, I'm going to say cinnamon girl or wait, there's a couple others. There's a really good Indian hawthorn. Um, but look, look, look at Indian hawthorn and look at disticium and 
frankly, at this time of the year, as the trucks are rolling in, go to a big nursery and walk around until you see something you like and make sure it doesn't get more than four feet tall in a year if you're trying to keep it under your windowsills. And you literally, there's a world of things out there. Um, But I'm particularly fond of the, the Distichium, the Cinnamon Girl, and I think that these, if you've grown Indian hawthorns before and didn't like the way they, you know, they got kind of, I don't know, they dropped all their leaves on the inside and only had flowers on the top, that that was kind of characteristic of some of them. They got leaf spots. But the new varieties, this is one reason why I tell you all the time, if you're interested in what's out there, check out Southern Living. I mean, they're they're not, the, the magazine's good, but the plant collection's even better. Okay. So for what's the latest in all of that, that's really fun. Um, which sunflower is the one that we eat? That's a good question. That's usually gray mammoth, um, and it's a huge, big plant. Really nice ones. Oh, here's a good question. Can you cut overgrown loripetalum and camellias to the stump to start over? Yes and no. Um, loripetalum, you probably won't kill. Camellias, you might. Now, I don't ever want you to take anything all the way down to the stump unless you're fixing to tie a rope around it and pull it out of the ground. Okay. So in this in this particular case, cut them back. If you've got to cut these things back because they have to be moved or you have to cut them back because they're in the way of new construction or whatever it is, you can cut the lower pedalum back by half. But the camellia, I'm still going to hold on to the one-third rule. Um, yeah, I mean, how much time do you have? You know, they'll, they'll probably grow back. But the lorries will grow back a lot faster, and they're just they're more resilient. And frankly, one of the problems we have with them is that it's difficult to keep them from overgrowing. That's why we, if you go into an older neighborhood, you'll see so many of them um, uh, it formed into trees because they started out as a shrub that wasn't supposed to get more than four feet tall, and <laughs> they grew all over the place and got huge. Um, um, I don't know about this, Ken. I'll have to look that one, uh, look up and see what that one is. Now, I'm going to hold for you for next week so you'll have a reason to tune in. I'm going to, that's what I'm thinking, Rhino, but I don't know. I've never heard them call that, so I don't know. But the birds eat them, so I don't, that's the other problem. I'm going to hold on to the snake stories because I anticipate there will be even more next week and Rhino will have to get up early to listen. <laughs> <laughs> The good news is that you don't. You know, you can actually download this particular Got it on program demand. on demand. Take me with you anywhere you want to go, anytime. Now, we don't get a lot of jellyfish stories here. Um, most of our stories with jellyfish revolve around how difficult it is to find tobacco to put on a jellyfish sting when you're at the beach because nobody smokes anymore. Okay, so there's, there's those things. But the University of South Florida, who of course has a large interest in jellyfish being surrounded by them, has found something that we didn't know. And I'm always interested in locomotion. I love, um, how do you get from here to there? How do you move? What is happening? Well, if I could do this, if any of us could do this, jellyfish, it turns out, create a ground effect, which is even more than based. It's not even based on their size. Okay, you'd think that a big jellyfish could do this, but but little ones do it too. If you think about the way an airplane takes off and you think about the fact that we 
generally speaking, now until now, now we're able to have things that take right off and go straight up. But the, one of the reasons why we use a runway is because we're using the air underneath the plane and above the runway as a booster. It, it pushes us, okay? If you didn't know that, welcome to my world. I'm excited about it. I, I mean, I knew it, but, 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 but this is one of the phenomenons that I've always been the most interested in. How long a runway does it take? This is why they couldn't land the Concorde just anywhere. Couldn't take it off just anywhere. You had to have a super long runway. It's probably what got my interest in this particular subject. But jellyfish have always been known as the world's most efficient swimmers because of the amount of area they can cover in the amount of time. How do they do that? Well, now it turns out that they use that same kind of effect, but they don't have the ground. They don't even need the ground. They form this vortex around themselves. They they produce two vortex rings. They are shaped like donuts. They're part of their body, and they're fluid-filled, and they push, okay? So as it, you've seen jellyfish swim, and you've seen them appear to squeeze in and go up. Well, that's the vortex. They're hitting the vortex and pushing up. I love this. It's going to make so much more interesting to watch how they swim. Um, the, the ground effect force is just exactly as if they were pushing off the seafloor or as if that plane was taken off. But instead, they're making it themselves. I wish I could do that. I wouldn't need a stepladder. For some reason, the, the image that keeps coming to mind is the old-timey cartoon rocket engine with the little smoke rings coming out the See, back of it exactly that we got to have something that pushes and that's they've got i mean it's it's a virtual wall but it's a real thing they're not they're pushing against a virtual wall that they create come on now i need my trains to do that <laughs> okay I, y'all know i'm 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 one of those people, I'm just this terrible thing. If I was a historian, I'd be talking about the fact that we should never have given up on trains in the first place. But I've always said that I wanted them to go faster. (laughs) Can you grow an apple tree from seeds? Yeah, probably not going to be the apple that you are uh, in search of. And will take a very long time. Why not just root one or go to the garden center or order one? Okay. Heard from my Tupelo honeys. Good morning, y'all. This is Weekend Gardening. Your business may be classified as small to mid-size, but you view it as an empire and naturally want it to succeed. Do you have the proper tools in place to efficiently utilize the staff who handles administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits? Without changing current processes and proper training, payroll technology alone cannot solve these problems. By utilizing the iSolve platform, MWG Employer Services can create new processes and properly train your staff to maximize the efficiency of this technology. For more information, visit MWGEmployerServices.com. This is Jake Mangum. It's great to be on a team that is based in Mississippi. It's important to me that my team supports our high schools, universities, and several local events throughout the state. Of course, I'm talking about my home team, Farm Bureau Insurance. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. 
Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Final sale days, final discounts at Soul Burgers Jewelry in Ridgeland. Buy remaining inventory for just pennies on the dollar. That's right, own fine jewelry for as little as 17 cents on the dollar. Doors close forever, Saturday, January 23rd at Soul Burgers Jewelry, Ridgeland. Are you an employee or employer in search of flame-resistant clothing that'll protect your arms and legs but won't cost you an arm and a leg? Well, ESI Supply has you covered, literally, with full coveralls, button-down long sleeves, two-button cotton pullovers, and jeans to go with them. ESI Supply is your flame-resistant clothing headquarters. If we don't have it, we can get it at prices that won't burn the pocketbook. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. And online at ESISupply.net. ESI Supply, your flame-resistant clothing headquarters. Are you a hard worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Key Constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training, leadership development, and benefits. To learn more about what it takes to be a Black Label Bridge Builder, please visit Key's website at keyconstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the Black Label Bridge Builders. Start off the new year with exclusive savings during the New Year's Celebration Sales Event at Mazda of Jackson. In 2021, we resolved to offer money-saving deals on every vehicle in stock. For example, get 0.9% financing on most new 2021 Mazdas in stock. This will save you thousands in finance charges. We have truckloads of 2021s arriving, so you're sure to find the perfect Mazda. Looking for something like new? We're offering 2.9% financing on certified pre-owned Mazda 3s and Mazda CX-5s. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. Our credit specialists work hard to get you approved. No matter your past credit history, 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Plus, bring in your current vehicle and we'll give you the best possible price for it, even if you don't buy a new one from us. Start off 2021 with explosive savings. During the New Year's Celebration Sales Event in Musto Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. Mustofjackson.com. See dealer for details with approved credit on select models. Are you having sewer and drain problems? Call the experts, Roto-Rooter. Since 1934, Roto-Rooter Plumbing has been fixing small home disasters. Mention this ad for $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. That's 601-353-3333. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a wink on troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. Final sale days, final discounts at Soul Burgers Jewelry in Ridgeland. Buy remaining inventory for just pennies on the dollar. That's right. Own fine jewelry for as little as 17 cents on the dollar. Doors close forever, Saturday, January 23rd at Soul Burgers Jewelry, Ridgeland. For those of y'all doing the two-step around the kitchen, grab another cup of coffee. It's going to be a beautiful day. There's lots of gardening to do. Garden Mama from JJ in Pascagoula. Is it okay to spray hydrangeas with neem oil now? Yes, this would be the time to do it because their leaves, if they're not already off, they're about to be as far as they're going to fall off even in Pascagoula. If you have had problems with 
things that oil spray can help, cleaning up insects, cleaning up fungus diseases, this is the time to spray everybody except camellias in bloom. If your camellias are in bloom, your witch hazel is about to pop open, or your um, you probably wouldn't be spraying witch hazel or or quince either one because but neither of them have very many bugs. But if you are cleaning up any of those things, just don't do the ones that are in flower. Wait until the camellias finish blooming; it'll still be cool enough to spray. Or if you have late bloomers and they haven't bloomed yet and they're still in tight bud, you can spray. This is something that we do in the winter time to control to prevent to slow down the progress and hopefully suppress as many fungus problems and insect problems as we can possibly have. It's also the opportunity for us to look at each of the plants in the wintertime. Many of things have their leaves off or they're in their most static position. And in that particular case, it's really good for us to have the opportunity to take care of them. If you have had leaf spot on your hydrangeas, remember the other really, really important thing to do is to rake the leaves away that have fallen out, keep all that pulled away from the plant, And then as soon as the new growth starts in the springtime, that's when the fungus actually gets on the plants. They're inoculated, they're, 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 um, they're attacked then. But if you will inoculate them by spraying those brand new leaves before they get unfurled with a good fungicide and then spray them weekly until they're completely open, you will have much less problem with leaf spot next summer, even in a wet year. On this particular year, 2020 spring was wet, wet, wet. A whole lot of people were at home that weren't at home a lot the rest of the time, and so they went out and they noticed the fact that their hydrangeas had spots on them. They might not have even noticed in the summertime. But that damage, the spots on leaf, on, on hydrangea leaves, the spots on dogwood leaves, the spots on Japanese maple leaves, those generally speaking happen in the springtime when the fungus lights up. But we don't see the damage until the summer. So when the new leaves begin in the springtime is the time to Keep them coated with a fungicide spray about once a week. If it pours down rain, you'll have to come back and do it again for the best coverage. But give yourself the opportunity to take care of them then. Okay, that's real important to know. Good question um, from JJ. I appreciate that. And Andrea also sent a picture of her jewel orchid, which does look kind of wicked. Um, what happens, she wants to know what to do with it. What happens with rhizomatous plants? This will happen with the, the rhizome is, of course, a fat, swollen-up stem that grows along the, the surface of the soil. Um, it, it, if it was underground, it would be like a tuber, be, you know, but we have it on top of the ground. And in this case, this particular rhizome is going too long before it gets to a leaf. Okay, so you've got a naked rhizome coming out of the pot with a leaf up on the end of it. This is very salvageable in the case of jewel orchids. I want you to get a wide pot doesn't have to be deep just one that's about six or seven inches wide and take that container that it's in unload the soil in other words take it out of there and put it when you plant it plant it sideways so that the rhizome is laying across the soil and the leaf is sticking up on the other side of the pot don't do anything to compromise it just plant it so you can put your soil that's around it on one side and let that rhizome lay across. I believe you will get some rooting and I believe you will get some branching on that end after it gets reestablished. Um, it's a wonderful plant. Really nice plant. Oh, John's in Tallahatchie. You send in the best things. This is so funny. Um, I, th- these are, I can't even read these because they're so funny, but they're, they're not uh, necessarily, we'll just say thank you to John in Tallahatchie. He he seems to be 
obsessed this morning with who I'm going to marry. I'm not. <laughs> so we'll just leave those. But I did love the pictures um, from from the from the cold, the cold garden and the greens that are still making it. It's beautiful, beautiful, really, really nice. Um, let's see. Mike wants to know when to trim Althea bushes. Some are 15 feet high. Woo, that's big ones. Well. If they're 15 feet tall and they can't be that tall, you can take them down by a third to a half, but I want you to do that before new growth starts in the springtime. If we wait until after it starts and we cut them, we will get more growth coming from the bottom. So if you want it to be bushier, wait until those first new leaves start out, you know, start popping off the stems, then cut those stems and more will come from the bottom. But if you're just trying to keep them like they are but shorter, do that pruning while they're dormant. Yes, pruning is something. Pruning is one of those things. I'll tell you all this, and you're going to do it when you want to anyway, but I'm just happy to give you. I feel like I'm the advocate for the plant. You know, I can, I'm not only a specialist in forensic horticulture, that is to say what happened, but I can also tell you the prevent, pro, the prevent way of doing these things, keeping them a little bit, uh, a little bit better organized, perhaps. I'm fascinated by this story that has been um, bugging me. Um, we've got research to in, to tell us so many things. In this particular case, it's research from Dartmouth about river flooding and drought. Now, if you've been with me for a little while or if you've had a chance to think about this yourself, you may have noted that the weather tends to be more extreme. We have less buffers okay we'll have days that are just incredibly hot where we used to have them we used to have a run of hot days now we have some that are incredibly hot just in the same way that we may have um we're, we're going to have warm weather coming in next week it's going to be 10 or 15 degrees above normal and then the week after that it's going to be 10 or 15 degrees below normal well the reason we 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 set a normal the reason we measure these things is so we understand the diversion from what is the average situation in this case the weather okay so this particular information coming to us studying the united states and canada over the last century tells us and this may be your word for the week extreme stream flow that is to say have you noted that there's more flash flooding? Have you ever thought when, when it starts raining, the next thing that happens is that the flash flood warnings go up on the television? That's because we're having more flash floods. Floods. We're having more extreme stream flow than we used to. Water runoff from snow melt causes this. Intense rain over a short period of time causes this. And, of course, those two things. Drought makes it worse because the water pounds and can't get into the ground. And it also makes it worse um, when we've, we've got so many opportunities for these things to happen, and they happen again and again, they get worse. So this particular piece of um, strangely, strangely, yes, if you think that things are more and less, you're correct. If you think that, that we have more flash floods, you're right. If you think we have longer periods of dry weather in the summertime, you're right. We have both of those things. And Dartmouth has documented it. I don't know if we wanted to know that, but at least we're not crazy. We're actually, it's actually happening and we can see it. Now, one of the things that I'm interested in all the time is glue. I don't know if you're interested in glue, but for me, it's one of the best things ever invented. Could be white paste, could be epoxy. 
And now, magnets? Yeah, that's right. Scientists have invented a glue that is activated by a magnetic field. This could be savings, energy, time, and space. And it's literally cross-linking and bonding in the same way that epoxy does. But we're doing it with magnetic attractions. Hmm. I hope that you're magnetically attracted to your garden and, of course, to this program. Thank you very much for your attention today. Get in touch with me, Mama, on air at yahoo.com and come on over to Patreon with me. It's going to be a big year here on Weekend Gardening. Weekend Gardening with the Garden Mama is a production of TeleSouth Communication. Are you sure you don't need to call Mississippi 811 before you dig the post holes? I'm just going down a foot or two. It's really not digging. Okay, but I'm just saying. Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Digging post holes? You'll need to call Mississippi 811 two days before you dig to prevent you from hitting things like underground electric wires. (laughs) Honey, our electricity just died. Call 811 two days before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. This is Jake Mangum. Some call me the mayor. No player wins any game by themselves. It takes a team. So if you want excellent customer service and competitive insurance rates, you need to go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau, just like I did. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Has your child swallowed your medicine, your laundry detergent, your nail polish remover? Call the Poison Helpline. Have you inhaled paint thinner, glue, pesticides? Call the Poison Helpline. Have a question about a dose, a fume, something your kid just drank? Call the Poison Helpline. Poisonings can happen at the home, on the job, or in the great outdoors. Call the Poison Helpline first for fast, free advice from medical professionals. Call 1-800-222-1222 anytime, anywhere. 1-800-222-1222. Save the number, save a life. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Pool tables, ping pong, poker, classic arcades, football, sports decor, even kitchen and bar stools. You'll find it all at Game Room Gallery. Game Room Gallery has plenty to choose from during this time you're at home to help make many more memories with your family. With specials on classic arcades and pool sticks, too. Let Game Room Gallery bring excitement to any room in your home. Game Room Gallery, Ridgewood Road, just north of County Line. For more, call 601-853-7777. That's 601-853-7777. Online at gameroom-gallery.com. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.